Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae. Please understand that all of the information, whether it be by Dr. Kaylee, Dr. Madeline, or our guest, is all solely based on personal and professional opinion. Nothing that we say or give information on should be utilized in place of any medical advice that has been given to you. If you are experiencing any medical symptoms, signs of issue or dysfunction, please make sure that you follow up with your physician and make sure you are following all of the plans of care. We are not saying that we have a physician-patient relationship with any of our listeners, so therefore we do not have any liability with what you do with the information that you gain from this podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we're super excited that you were just so chill, and you're ready to learn, and you're ready to listen to the way that we feel about what's going on in women's health care. Hello, everybody. Dr. Kaylee here, pelvic floor physical therapist. I'm here with our episode, Coffee and Vulvas, and I'm super excited to just now be bringing this onto our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, as somewhat of a monthly series that I will be doing. So I'm excited about that. I am going to really be talking about everything vaginas, everything pelvic floor, everything TMI, all the things that a lot of people just aren't sure whether or not they are comfortable talking about. And I'm going to bring that to the table and I'm going to discuss it. And what do I have to drink for our first one? I actually have a, excuse me, a smoothie. I don't have coffee yet. I haven't even been up long enough to have coffee. I usually try to eat well. I've been going through a lot of this thyroid change and all this stuff. And so I've been eating really well and drinking a lot of fruits and vegetables because sometimes I get tired of chewing. Anyways, today's topic is I'm going to kind of start from the beginning and I want to tell you all a little bit more about my story and why pelvic floor rehab is kind of like, it's literally my embodiment. It's literally me stepping into my higher self, doing the things that no one ever thought that I would be able to do. And I'm excited to share with you that part of my story and to kind of give you an idea of more of what I'm going to be talking about through this series and and why I'm doing this. But, you know, I was born in a household where we never really discussed pelvic floor. We I didn't even know what the pelvic floor was, quite honestly. We never discussed my genitalia. We never discussed um, sex. We never discussed the menstrual cycle. I just knew that I had to stuff a wad of cotton up there and then take birth control. Like that's really kind of where I was from. And it's not anybody's fault. It was the lack of education and misinformation out there. And so I, as a young girl, was on birth control at the age of 15 because when I got my periods, 
I was a ballet dancer and I was dancing five, six days a week. And so that much activity was really, really contributing to something called amenorrhea, which is where you just, your periods are irregular. You don't have any at all. And I really had painful periods. And so I'd go like five, six months without having any period, even on birth control. And it was just like the normal for me that periods sucked. And so you're going to hear from Dr. Madeline. She's going to discuss a lot about feminine flow and the menstrual cycle and all of that. But I'm just really, you know, it's a big deal to pay attention to those types of things and the education that we got as a child, especially when we feel trauma or we feel uncomfortable or discomfort when we're older, because where did that come from, right? And so I really wasn't able to embody my true understanding and my true desire to learn about my feminine side because I also was in a house with four men, my dad and my three brothers, and it just wasn't something we talked about. And I would look to my sister for help. And she, of course, was, you know, the same kind of situation. We just didn't know. I knew that you had sex. I knew that sex led to babies. And I knew that in my church, sex was bad before you were married. And that's about the extent of my knowledge. And so it was just like this whole like shit show of understanding. And I wasn't really sure exactly where I stood with it until around 17. And I always get a little bit confused on my age on that because of obvious reasons I was sexually assaulted. And at that point, and don't worry, I've worked through that with my counselors a lot. And at that point, I really, really recognized the detrimental effect of not understanding my own body because I walked away from there with such deep pain for years. And, and many times I just didn't understand the bleeding that happened immediately after I thought I was on my period immediately after I thought I was going to get pregnant immediately. I went and I took the morning after pill like a day and a half later when I was able to kind of get up and move again and talk about a traumatic experience on all levels. The assault itself was traumatic, but taking the fact that I didn't even know how to take care of my own genitalia post that, didn't know. Couldn't talk to my parents about it. I couldn't talk to my family. I couldn't ask anybody about it because we just didn't talk about those things. And how many girls go through that? So that was like that first like entrance into my brain of, I wonder why I'm so curious about this one, but two, like with my own experience and understanding, I had no idea how to help myself in the medical field. I had no idea who to go to. I was being shamed because I was being asked what I was wearing. I was being asked all these questions. I didn't even go. I went to the police officer and he asked me what I was wearing and it was just ridiculous. And so I never even reported it because I just didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And it breaks my heart now thinking about that young girl who had none of the knowledge that I have now and how many people are really suffering from that still. So that's when it sparked as far as wanting to learn more about my own body. And so I went through this journey for probably five years or so after that had happened. And I just started to read books. It was like simple anatomy books, simple things about the pelvic floor, um, all this stuff. And by the way, at that time, I knew that I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I had no idea that I was going to be a women's health or pelvic PT at all. And so I knew I was going to be a physical therapist. And I went through the whole process of like the five, five years or so of just learning about the body and learning about periods and learning about things. I met my now husband when I was 19 and probably I'd say I was 24 when I came off of birth control when I was in PT school. I stopped taking birth control because I just started to learn about what it was doing to my body and I just didn't want that. And I also was at the point where if I was going to get pregnant because of not being mindful about my sexual habits, then I was okay with that. So 
we ended up um, taking off of birth control and then I started to have some different symptoms. I started to experience more urinary incontinence when I came off of birth control and a ton more pain with sex. Now be mindful again with my history, I was having pain with sex already when I met my now husband, but it wasn't something that was common or frequent or something like that. But now after I talk, took birth control out of the mix, it was all the time. And I was peeing all the time on myself. It was terrible because after dance, I did a lot of high intensity. I did a lot of running. It was like this crazy thing. So after that, you know, graduated PT school, still didn't know anything about pelvic PT. I went into an outpatient orthopedics job, which just means that I treat general physical therapy. I was seeing shoulders, necks, toes, all the things that you could consider thumbs, all the things. And I just started to recognize there's a missing link between my women who had had babies and had back pain. And I couldn't figure out why they weren't getting better like everyone else. And so finally, my boss at that time, it was probably three months into my first job, and he had asked me if I wanted to fly out to Seattle and go take a course for pelvic health that they want to bring a pelvic health PT in. And I told him at that time, I was like, I'm not interested in doing that at all, but I'll go take the course and take a couple of days off work because I was burnt out. So I ended up going out to Seattle and I took this course. And when I say obsessed, it became an obsession for me and not the sciencey side of it as much as I thought it would. Like I thought I'd come back and dive into research all damn day, but it really became obsessive in how, how everyone is so different and how different factors affect different people. Because not once did we talk about in that course sexual assault and how that could contribute to pelvic pain and urinary incontinence, nor did we discuss birth control. However, with the tips and tricks that we learned and the treatment that I received after finding a pelvic PT to work with myself, I ended up eliminating my own urinary incontinence and my own pelvic pain. And so I was able to have pain-free sex in many or most positions and I was able to run and jump without peeing my pants. And so when I recognized that that was actually a possibility to become my life, my job, my career, I was so excited. I literally was just like every single day I was reading more testimonials, reading more stories about pelvic PTs, about people who had pelvic floor dysfunction. And then that's when my brand became, and I call it Fem Empowerment and Advocacy. And I ended up quitting the orthopedic job to do this full time. Reason being, FEM stands for Fierce, Empowered, Motivated, and Meaningful. And then empowerment and advocacy is just an incredibly intense way that I want people to feel when they work with me because you should feel empowered and you should feel advocated for. And so that's how FEM Empowerment and Advocacy was born. And then we were able to really grow that super fast because of the passion. And I'm a big believer. It really has to do with the passion that I have and how much love I have for my clients and how much desire I have to reach the world. And so that's really like, the story of it. And now where I want to go with this is I'm recognizing because we're still in the middle of the pandemic, I'm recognizing the importance of reaching the world. You know, like coffee and vulvas can't just be local in St. Pete. Coffee and vulvas can't just be in my office. I need to travel around the world and I need to actually reach women around the world who don't have access to pelvic PTs. And I want to help by creating online programs and online platforms and help so many people. And I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm like literally crying right now because I'm so excited. Um, but that's really my passion and that's really what I do. And so pelvic floor physical therapy is really this beautiful missing link that a lot of physical therapists have with, you know, 
poorly diagnosed back pain or you have a client who can't get better and they have back pain or you you can't figure out what's going on with a person's hip it's not getting better with running because it could be a prolapse or it could be diastasis or something like that that's also contributing to that factor that we're not addressing and so it's a great missing link and then you go in and you think about all the beautiful things like um, you know, prolapse, and then we can help people exercise with a prolapse. We can help people exercise with diastasis. We're not afraid of it. And I'm going to touch on all of these different things about being a clinician and about things that I see for clients. And I'm super pumped because this series is going to be for clinicians and also for clients. And I'm pumped about that because it's going to be a really beautiful beautiful take. And I can't wait to be able to share with you guys all of the knowledge that I've been able to acquire in two years of business. In August, it is two years of business. I can't believe it. We're celebrating two years of Fem Empowerment. Also, two years of just growing it incredibly quickly, not like way unexpected from where I thought. And I just, I'm, I'm just really excited to share with you guys all my knowledge. So Pelvic PT is a great way. Someone once said, I want to say, um, Nicole, but I forget her last name. That's going to be a terrible, there was a Nicole and she's blonde and she's adorable and she's amazing. And she's a mentor. I'll have to think about, it's not cozy in because she's amazing as well, but there is a Nicole who, um, I was speaking to at an event and she had told me that the way she describes pelvic PT to people is it's problems with pooping, peeing and sex. And I love that. I'm giving credit to her for that kind of way of explaining it. I add in pregnancy also. And I want to make sure that people understand that it is all inclusive in a sense of male and female can get pelvic health. I personally don't have much experience with men because I chose to treat women. I don't have experience with pediatrics because I chose to treat adult women. But again, there are options out there. But I'm super pumped to share with you all about what pelvic PT is and what to expect. And I am so excited for you to be here. And again, I'm going to be here every Tuesday, once a month, um, every other, well, every second Tuesday is really how I need to say that. The way that vaginas and vertebrae work is Dr. Madeline and I will be here the first week of the month. The second week is me. The third week is her. And the fourth week is a guest. And so we're pumped to do that. I will still be doing coffee and vulvas here and there over on YouTube, and these will be uploaded on YouTube. And I am excited to have this journey with you. Until then, drink your coffee strong and make sure that your pelvic floor is super healthy.